Okay. Welcome to the Live, Live, Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Kinsler, and this is recording two of episode three, because I pressed mute. (laughs) All right, so we are here in Berlin. We are sitting in the sun, waiting to go home. I would say on a scale of one to ten, I'm about a seven on the grounds of being actually healthy after last night's escapades. But I'm here with a long-term friend and uh, teammate and just like all-around good guy, Thomas Keating. And today, uh, welcome to the show, Tom. Thanks very much. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure. So today we're going to discuss a few things. We have a few things, just ramblings. Yeah. Uh, seeing as we were, were just waiting to go back to the airport, to be honest, so we decided we'd do something. And a podcast was on my list since I brought the microphone. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to discuss, like, I think Thomas has a very interesting uh, story to tell. I think people might uh, might kind of understand and relate to him a fair bit. And then we're also going to talk about uh, coaching, because Thomas has been in the realm of coaching for the last uh, couple of years. He's worked, he's hired, he's fired, he's uh, all sorts of people. And then we're going to talk CrossFit. We were at an event, we were at Battle Cancer, it was a great day, uh, great event, and we're going to talk about that. Um, so Tom, firstly, welcome to the show. Secondly, like you were... Like in school, you were one of these people. You were very active, very sporty, yep. sports captain, all that. And, and if we had to kind of put our put our bets down, people would have probably pipped you to go straight into the fitness industry and not me. Yep. Uh, but you decided to take a different route. You went into college. You come like acting, and you did your whole. You went. You you actually you got up. You you you, mm-hmm. you, you knew you needed to do something, so you went to move to England. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. Um, but 16 years ago. Yeah. 16 years ago. You 16 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, so 16 years ago, Tom's up and left Ireland and chasing a goal, which, again, the journey is more important than the result. And mm-hmm. Thomas, then, through it all, he had a, a bunch of different jobs while he was, uh, he, like, he did a lot of he stage shows, like, you, you they're pretty, yeah. pretty successful in his own right. Excuse me, in, um, in acting but then um, like you were working I think it was it was a Tesco's and then a company headhunted you yeah. yeah and then you worked for a phone <coughs> company yeah. and then a gym headhunted you so tell us about what when the gym contacted you um, so yeah as, as Stephen said there school was a big big sports field for me a big playground of athletics cross country football Gaelic all that kind of stuff, and then it was it was only until the guidance counselor was saying to us, the same one that said to you you couldn't do history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Decker. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I said I haven't got a clue. I don't don't really know. And acting kind of got a, got a bug for it when we did a couple of school plays. Um, myself and Stephen were in Greece, and then I just enjoyed being on stage. It was a like I was never one of these to to be, and I'm not gonna. It was it was a good escape escapism. Uh, for me, stage like Jimmy, and I was never one. Like, I like me, like I like being me, Jimmy. But getting on stage, being someone else for an hour, or whatever it was, and just kind of sh- getting a, getting an applause was awesome. It's really, really cool feeling. Uh, you never, I never got that in sport. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I, I never got that feeling. I, ju- I just enjoyed sport. And the guidance counselor said to me, "Yeah, uh, he actually signed me up for the course you went and did." Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to do it. So out of kind of spite, oh, yeah, we got into we had a talk from Bray College. Um, and they, they had a, a really good theatre programme in there and I just thought, stuff it, I'm going to do that and I was decent at it, I was good and enjoyed it and that, that's what happened then 
went off, did me acting, acting for a number of years, did quite well as she said, and just kind of not fell out of love with it, but it was getting more and more difficult to just go out there and tr keep doing it, and it was just, it, you had to be in a clique, you had to be in certain things, it's kind of that way, but I, I just wasn't enjoying it, but then I have a big sales background, uh, so I was always going through sales and working at phone shops, working at various things, and then yeah, I got that opportunity to be headhunted from the phone shop uh, with EE, uh, which is pretty awesome. And then I wanted to get into fitness. I remember talking to yourself yep. about it. Um, yep. So I I put on, I put on a lot of weight. A lot of weight. A lot, a lot of weight. I was fourteen and a half stone, mm -hmm. five foot two. Mm -hmm. Not a strong look. Not a strong look in a short man. Um, and you looked. Uh, you, I swear to God, I remember the day I told you. I point blank said to your face. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, your girlfriend at the time had gone to the to the bathroom, yes. and I said, "If you want to stay with this woman, you need to get yourself checked because you looked like you looked like you're in your forties. Yeah. And actually, the comment I made was actually, "You look like, like God rest his soul, you look like your dad." Yeah. Uh, and you were in your early thirties, and I just I was like, "Dude, now," and you you then you, you make the change, massive change, yeah, 40, 14 and a half, so at that time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah. I made a change. Stephen kindly said he'd help me out, and uh, so we went for it. Went for it, and then uh, yeah, made a change. Started enjoying training again. Started lifting weights, which I hadn't done much of before. Uh, and then just got just got a real, real bug for it, and it was great. It was brilliant, and it was the purpose. And you were getting fitter and stronger, faster, healthier again. And then I realised I wasn't happy in me in my job. Yeah. Um, wasn't I was very good and very successful with sales and phone sales and uh, running well, that sort of thing. If, if you're for people that don't understand, if you're getting headhunted, if other companies are coming for you, mm. that means you are good at what you do. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't that like he wasn't successful. It was just again there were just wasn't there was something more that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it. Like in uh, LA Fitness, who is no longer a company in, in the UK anymore, um, they they came knocking. Um, because they were very sales focused as as a gym chain. Yeah. Um. So I I wanted to get into the fitness industry. They came knocking and uh, went for a few interviews and yeah, that was it. Really got got into got into them gym manager. And uh, I'll always say in that role I was more of a sales gym manager because even though you were general manager for the gym with the PTs, with the coaches and trainers, and then you had a sales team. It was very sales focused, uh, and that's then led me into working with other pure uh, gyms, so pure gym, and then David Lloyd. Uh, so about five, five to six years now in the fitness industry. I just like to be. Let's I, again. I just want to kind of come back to this, and I want to like kind of sort of kind of just really kind of dial in on this. But as you worked for Pure Gym, Ally Fitness, then Pure Gym took them over. Yeah. Then you were headhunted again. Mm. And like, and then you got like you got you got multiple offers because the thing about Thomas was, Thomas was a man that could walk into any gym and turn it around. He was given the worst gyms, the hardest gyms, the ones that weren't profitable, and within three months he was making profits on these gyms. This man, well, that's what his good was. But not only happy with that, then he went into becoming a PT in personal training and uh, working with clients, running boot camps. You run boot yep. camps, you do PT work. Um, <clears throat> But actually, one of the questions that I kind of want to get to you is like, you've actually had a, like I have a team, I have a, I have a, I have a small coaching team. 
Yeah. Uh, because of what we do, it, it would be a small t- uh, uh, The company is, is not as big as like, you work with Globo Gyms. Yeah. Um, but you've worked with PTs and like, for you, what does experience mean? Because like we, we, I get this, I hear this a fair bit and obviously recently we've heard it like, oh, about experience. And I think like a lot of it is bullshit in regards to experience to do what? What are you looking for experience for? Because like if you're able to teach a squat and you're able to teach a deadlift, yeah. and you're able to teach what you want taught. Yeah. That's what's required. If you're, yeah, so like for you, like, like based on your experience, like experienced coaches to young coaches, like you've seen it all. You've seen guys that have been in the industry for years that are absolutely a waste of space. Yeah. And then you've seen guys that uh, are brand new and actually excel. Yeah. So tell us, like, uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, right, experience for me, uh, it's great. It's great to have, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't make you the best. No. It doesn't make you the best coach. It doesn't make you the best trainer. And again, from a sales background or anything like that, it doesn't make you... What, I, what I'm looking for, like, when, when I was hiring trainers or coaches and stuff like that, it was about someone who had something. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't... It, do you know what? Yes, legally they needed a qualification. Right? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. To, to come through the gym. However didn't always necessarily mean that I had the best person coming in with all the qualifications under the sun. Yeah. I wanted someone that had heart, a bit of passion, uh, empathy, humility, yeah. and a willing to learn. Yeah. And that, that for me trumps anything that's 15, 20, 30, 40 years of being in a business. Do you know what I mean? Because these other skills that we can get and train and coach and support and develop, do you know I mean? If someone's got a willing to learn, do you know what I mean? Then the, the sky's the limit for me. Yeah. Someone took a chance on me. In, I, exactly. When I went to LA Fitness, I had no PT qualification, I had no coaching qualification, other than what I'd done just in fitness before. Yeah. I was a fan of fitness, it was a hobby. Someone took a chance and an opportunity to bring me into it and allow me into it. So I will always look to give that person a chance, an opportunity. And that's the same with myself. Like I, I see something in everyone that I hire, I take on. I've seen like in all my coaches, everyone I've worked with, there's something about people when I see them I, and I, I've sat in a room like you said I've sat in a room with people with great CVs mm. and there's something about them that I, I just like ah there's something something not right there and then but everyone that works like for FSM is there's something about them now they mightn't be the coolest person on the planet they mightn't like they might have they, everyone has their flaws weaknesses and strengths but there's something about them being a coach and as you said having empathy um, understanding willingness to learn mm. that's the big stuff and that's what like Stuff you can teach. <coughs> That's the stuff you can teach, and I like so I am proud of like what we have at FSM and going forward with that. But yeah, I think uh, people get hung up on certifications an awful lot, and that's what like yeah. I I remember I, like I don't, it's, it's not I've, I've, it's been told to me before like why don't you put your certs up in the gym? Because no one comes to my gym and looking asking for my certs. Oh, but it looks nice. Yeah, but like my certs are in a dusty folder underneath my <laughs> yeah, underneath yeah. my desk. And the reason why they're there is because it's something that I earned. Some of the certs that I earned, I didn't even have to do anything. I had to just attend. And yeah. in some of the certs I had to work for. The main thing is, is that I've gone to weekend courses with the best coaches in the world and walked away with no certs but more information on being a better person, mm. being a better coach. Like if you're hung up on what it says on a piece of paper, I think as a coach you're missing the point. Yeah. Um, no one honestly a good business owner doesn't give two 
flying sh- fox, <laughs> excuse my French, to your certifications. But again, and people people jump on that bandwagon. Oh well, they have this cert, that cert. Uh, I just think it's a bit like, like you can go get a cert in two days and open a gym in a week if you well, had the mo- you just need the money. Like, yeah. there, and there's people that do that. But like, that's that's the thing. Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's more about like for certain things. As I said, you have to have your qualification for, and if yeah. you're going to one on one coach, uh, especially in the UK, you have to have your level two, your level three uh, personal training, uh, gym instruction, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, your base. You have your base. Base yeah. stuff. <laughs> Now, if you want to go on and do further education, further learning, that's brilliant also. Uh, but you've got to do it for the right reasons. If you're just doing it for the cert, then it's bullshit. Don't do it. Yeah. No, no need for it. If you're going to do it to learn or gain or and use it. So I went and got me, me level 4 SNC yeah. uh, with the company I now work for. Brendan Chaplin. Yeah, Brendan Chaplin's uh, Strength and Conditioning Education. Met that man a few years ago, Dan John. Dan John, yeah. I think I've mentioned him every, uh, that's my goal, mention his name in every, every podcast. Every episode. And, um, and yeah, and I, I did that. But the reason I did that, now I was never going to go and use it for what I then ended up using it for. For me, it was about learning how to Olympic lift and coach it. Um, I was getting into more CrossFit, so I was doing a lot more powerlifting at the time. Yeah, you were, yeah. Um, <coughs> you actually competed in powerlifting. Yeah, did two years uh, of, of competing in powerlifting and did quite well, actually. Um, but it was it was then when I started getting into CrossFit and I wanted to coach the, the, the Ollie lifts a bit more, uh, get an understanding, had to break it down. Uh, the CrossFit Level 1, uh, which we'll go into more CrossFit stuff later, uh, was just far too expensive at the time. And this... this pr- <coughs> Gave me, gave me a good platform but I, I then went on to use that good thing uh, working with Open Football Club their academy side of things uh, being their SNC, SNC coach for a couple of years but I brought that into my own personal training side of things so there was, a, there was a goal there was a reason why I was doing it I wasn't just going to get a cert and getting certs for the, that, that particular reason so you can bang it on a CV or on a profile in a gym it's just bullshit some of the best PTs I've ever had um, and trainers and coaches are the ones that just have the level 2 and level 3 personal training yeah. do you know what I mean uh, they might have gone and done maybe a pre and postnatal side of things, which again, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I actually feel is one of the more important things to get. Um, but it's it's just it's just a tick box for a lot of people, and it's bullshit. They come in like I've got I had also I've got guys that were working in the industry for 10, 15 years, think they knew it all, think they had everything, and just couldn't pick up a client because they had no no way of kind of talking to people, and they're book smart. Yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, that yeah. type of thing, and you're just like fuck's sake guys and again excuse my language there but learn how to go and talk to people learn how to be someone do you know what I mean rather than this just list of fucking qualifications but, yeah, and, and, and the thing there is that touching on what like you're saying is um, people that assume that because I have this and because I know this that you should automatically no you should automatically fall in line with my belief mm. no if you're being hired or working with people your job is to help them it's not so they can do what you want do. It's so you can help them have a better lifestyle. Mm. Uh, unless you're training the highest end athlete. Um, but it, like, I find that a lot. Yeah, like you say, you touched on the CrossFit cert. Um, like I, you did you do? Did you do it in the end? No. Yes, yeah. I didn't. <coughs> I didn't pass me a theory bit. I've still got to redo it. So okay. So like, right. So here's the thing, right? CrossFit. Right? Now I've been part of CrossFit scene um, for over. Over a decade, right? In if, yeah. in Ireland, you would kind of go go and go a little bit like a bit of an OG, right? Started yeah. and I and I I drank the Kool Aid. I loved it. Got the cert. 
Uh, I, I'll tell you this, that when I did my first ever CrossFit cert, uh, I didn't even have to do an exam. I just had to turn up for two days and I was a certified coach. Now, I was already a personal trainer. I'd already gone to college. I'd already done a lot of other stuff before that. Uh, so my knowledge on fitness was good. Um, uh, and I learned uh, the, the, the seminar was great. It was a great, it was a great weekend. Mm -hmm. Again, I, I won't knock anything like there. But if you're going to tell me that after two days you are a fully qualified coach, um, yeah. I'm going to call bullshit. I'm gonna call big bullshit on that. Um, and there's like, like, again, don't get me wrong. I'm not. This isn't a, a discussion about knocking CrossFit. I love. Uh, I do really enjoy CrossFit. Uh, I love what it's done. But I think there's a lot. Like, like anything, there's a lot of things wrong with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the certification side of things now they've they've created different aspects of it. Um, They've created level ones, twos, threes, and fours. I think they're now, um, and that's cool. And if you're into CrossFit and you want to be certified, that's absolutely mm -hmm. brilliant. But if I think as as a company itself, it's more of a money making racket because you can. It's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. It's, it's a, a business. business with a very, very good, strong marketing brand. And well, even that that's that's kind of declining. If you yeah. look at the stats now, it's it's actually starting to decline. Gyms are starting to like the idea affiliated from CrossFit a long time ago. I remember people weren't happy with me and I was like, well, it was my choice. My gym has never been stronger. Do we do CrossFit style training? We do functional fitness. It's the same thing. CrossFit don't own any style of training. They own a name. Yeah. Um, uh, front squats, Olympic lifting and metabolic conditioning was all out there before the name of CrossFit. CrossFit just made it popular. Uh, but again, as I said, I'm not knocking CrossFit. I, I do like CrossFit. Sure, we were at a charity event this weekend. Uh, pretty much predominantly crossfit but what i liked about battle cancer we were at battle cancer we raised 1030 euros for avian's pink tie uh, a children's charity uh in ireland uh, i'm very grateful that people for everyone that donated we were at battle, we were at battle cancer and uh even the 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 organizer at the start was like he, he spoke about obviously uh, CrossFit and non-CrossFit uh, training uh, methods and boxes and gyms um, that it's just one big community of people that want to help each other get fit and 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 just like kind of impact as many people and just create a healthier way of living yeah. and the point that was kind of made and I actually I kind of I admired it a lot I was like it's it's not to be all and end all to have a name and what they're doing and they're going to be doing like events all over the world um, I think it's amazing for charity. I, we had a, we actually had a great day. Uh, awesome. Tom's team competed. We had a, two teams from FSM compete, um, but it was great. Uh, <coughs> well, yeah. How was your like? Well, actually, yeah. What was your experience on yesterday? Like, obviously, we'll get back to. Uh, we'll finish off with the CrossFit yeah, thing. Uh, oh yeah, yesterday was by far for me one of the best comps I've been to in a, in a CrossFit functional fitness realm. It was it was fun as they all have been before. But it was fun in a different way. It was on it was on a beach in the middle of Berlin City. Do you know what I mean? And like, it was hot. And it was it was it thirty was three hot. degrees. <coughs> it was warm, uh, and you're doing uh, five workouts. Longest one being twenty minutes. Shortest one being yeah. five, and it's all out. But like, do you know what? We met people from all over the world. Yeah. Scotland, uh, Iceland. Um, all over the world, Scotland. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Scotland, Iceland, Greece. Uh, Greece. Oh, there was just. There was just loads and loads and loads of people there. Australia, even, uh, do you know what I mean? There was like there was just tons of just people coming together, and that's like again that's what I like about uh, what CrossFit used to have a, a lot of yeah. for a while was that 
you know what? That doesn't matter what gym you're in. Doesn't matter what thing you do. Doesn't matter what your kind of yeah. front time was. Do you know what I mean? Everyone was high five and slapping each other. Do you know what I mean? Go for it. And it was all. That's what yesterday was about. And everyone was there for a big, fucking awesome reason of raising awareness about cancer. Do you know what I mean? Like the guy asked the question at the start. Hands up, how many people have either been affected directly or know someone that's had a uh, been affected by been cancer? Been affected yeah. by cancer. <clears throat> Every hand went up. Now there were seventy-five to eighty teams there yesterday, yeah, um, and every every single hand went up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And you're like, shit. And the statistics do say it's one in every two, and that was like, he again, he said that that's that's just more now. Yeah. And people don't check things. The big, <clears throat> the big thing is that people go to the doctors when they're ill. People should go to the doctors when they're not fucking. Do you know what I mean if they don't feel there's anything wrong, just go get checked up. Yeah. That's the shit that you need to be doing. Uh, but yesterday was all about that. It was all about just. Having fun for a big, great cause, but doing it for fitness. Yeah, it reminded me of the old, uh, and again, I, I, I harper on, like, as in or the old kind of CrossFit, like, uh, we, yeah, when you used to go to events, everyone would be more, like, talk, they'd talk mm-hmm. to each other at all, and I, it just seems now, over the years, it's more about the competitive side, and, like, oh, we don't talk to them, and we don't do this, and we don't do that, and it's the evolution of the sports, it's the evolution of the business, right? That's the way it was always going to go. If it went bigger, it had to, you can't keep that kind of community I find it funny now when I meet people that are all about like drinking the Kool-Aid at CrossFit and you're like oh poor little person like you're gonna go through this little cycle and when you yeah. come out on the other end I'll, I'll, we'll have a chat because like I know exactly what you're doing where you're going and like, it's, it's part of the process you've been there before yourself you know I mean? <clears throat> and again you can't talk to someone if they're if they're all in um, no if they're invested like, they're invested and that's it let them get on and let them have their journey. Exactly, exactly. And I, uh, no malice to anyone. Like again, I, and again, it's, it's it's this isn't a dig at CrossFit. Again, if you know me and you know me well, you know that I'm into CrossFit. I like CrossFit. My company is not about CrossFit. I have a different mission, uh, but I try to keep it exciting. Um, but yeah, it's it's more along the lines of we want. I want to make people healthy and happy. Uh, if you are like a competitor and want to go to the highest level, that's a different that's a different ball game, and it's not healthy, by the way, because uh, no athlete is a healthy person. They're they're training for something and they're putting their body on the on the line under pressure. It needs to be an outlet. It needs to be an environment, yeah. and you need to be surrounded by positive, not fake people, not people that blow smoke up your ass and then will talk shit about you behind your back. Uh, hashtag dig. Um, <laughs> But uh, you only want to be surrounded by people that, like, all I want to do at FSM, and Thomas wants to do at his job, is to uh, make people better. Uh, but Bowel Cancer, it was it was a great day, it was a great event, yeah. everyone was having so much fun, and it was for charity. It was, <clears throat> but... Never, never going out there, and, like, and the thing is, don't go, I'm competitive, you know I'm competitive, yeah. you know what I mean? And we've always had that edge to us in anyway, but we... Oh, do you know what? When I was playing football, I played football to a decent standard back home in Ireland. Yeah. I knew I wasn't going to be a fucking pro. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Knew that. Do you know what I mean? But I enjoyed it. I never went out there to be a pro. I just wanted to enjoy what I was doing. And that's what yesterday was all about. Don't get me wrong. If we, if we hadn't won something, fucking brilliant. Oh, yeah. I wasn't go, but I wasn't going out to win things. Do you know what I mean? Yesterday. And most comps I go into, like, uh, whether it be CrossFit, whether it was even powerlifting when I was doing it, <coughs> I was going out there just to... Better yourself. Yeah. Just like, do you know what? I was, powerlifting is a prime example. I was, always, I was always going in to lift three, three lifts and do a PB. Yeah. That was it. For me, couldn't care less if I came 50th or 1st. Right? Same yesterday, same across it. I'm going into Castle Games in four weeks. Yep. Uh, top 50 went through the online qualifiers uh, with myself and uh, 
my, my partner Luke uh, in regards that's partner is in team partner by the way before we get onto any well you gotta jokes. go there you obviously, that's in, your, that in your obviously that's in your head like yeah um, but thing is I said to him he goes he was like oh do you think we, we could do well I said listen if we do better than what we did in the qualifiers I'll be happy if that's what that's what we placed want to try and get a little bit better than we did in qualifiers and that's how we're going to all the competitions now um, we talked about this yesterday and last night in, in depth like uh, you see some people that are in teams and on teams possibly shouldn't be on teams yeah. you know I mean because of how their, their mentality is not a dig in any kind of sense but the mentality is a bit more individualistic which is fine go out and do it though do you know what I mean uh, for me and like most people that we, we train with we associate ourselves with we're, we're hoping to go out there just to have a bit of fun have a yeah. laugh have a crack like uh, when we're in the same heats with the, like all the people like yes every time we were laying laying down in the sand before every workout yeah, yeah, and laughing and joking before three, two, one, go happens. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Like we went out and pissed the night before. Do you know I mean, and had a great day still of it. Yeah, um, and that, that's what it's about. You just need to do that in your training and your just if you're going out to win, then go out to win. But train somewhere that has that around you. Yes, that has athletes that are there in the same mindset. And what you do at FSM uh, back home, what I do over in the UK with me, uh, me even when I'm coaching the academy side of things, it's it's not about it's about having a like-minded mentality and just making people fitter, healthier, better versions of what they what they want to be, and just kind of making them move. Yeah. And, and say, look, like, bulk of my personal training clients are fifty plus. Yeah. And I think I, I, I've got one that's in the in the uh, mid twenties. Do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd, I'd rather coach people that just want to be fitter, faster, healthier. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the mindset. Better call your life, yeah. Pretty much. I, and what, what I had, I could barely walk upstairs at one point. Yeah. Uh, without getting out of breath or. Uh, well, that's another somewhere. thing. Sorry, that the squeaking is um, Thomas leaning back and forth on his chair all the time. <laughs> um, but that was the actual point I want to come back to because one of the things that I, I annoys annoys me a lot in the coaching world is that the aesthetical look of a coach. Yes. Now, obviously, a coach should be someone that's training and active and eating healthy and stuff like that. But if you're basing your your gold on uh, your your who you join a gym with, like find out the story behind the coach, find out the people that you're going to invest in, not just the look of them. Because, like Thomas, Thomas, as he said, he was like fourteen and a half stone. He's a small guy, so that didn't sit well in his body. He didn't look healthy. He wasn't healthy, to be honest. Um, and he knows how hard it is to change. He knows, like. I think you were drinking like three cans of coke a day um, uh, and the rest and the rest and like he had to make all those hard decisions that most people have to make so he gets it and I think that as a coach a person that's actually gone through the journey of the, the, the like how hard it is mm-hmm. can relate to people a little bit more now I'm not taking away from anyone that's always been healthy and, and promotes health and because there's great coaches out there that, that, that have always been like that but he knew the struggle and he's been through the struggle and I think that's a big uh, that's how you can relate to someone a little bit more it, it as a coach it definitely helps do you know what I mean yeah. like, um, it definitely does because you can understand the, the, a relationship with food yeah you know I mean uh, good and bad um, like you said three three times a day uh, a day was a light day yeah um, probably eat about six or seven packets of crisps easily yeah. as well just little things like that and you're just going to Coming away from that, like, and then went. I remember doing the paleo challenge with you before. Yeah. Um, that was that was tough. 
uh, like the beer, still like a beer, don't get me wrong, but I, do you know what, it's definitely helped me with, with becoming a coach in the sense of understanding what someone's going to go through when they when they have to do it, do you know what I mean, uh, when they want to make a change, sacrifices they have, uh, and just having that, my relationship with food, and it still is, my relationship with food can be very, lack of a better word, just poor judgement, you know yeah. I, mean? I, I have a, if I'm stressed, I if I'm upset, I eat. Yeah. You know I mean, I don't have a relationship that where, and as a coach now, like I know I have to, I, I I'm stronger now in the sense that I, if I want to eat something crap, uh, because I'm feeling a bit down or a bit stressed, I make choices now. Of, do you know what? I, I, I can make a healthy meal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and whereas before I didn't, so it was changing the mindset. And mindset's a big thing that everyone says uh, a lot. Not a lot of people do it. Yes. Um. Uh. Which which annoys me as well when people say that's all about mindset it's all about this yeah it is but you, you've got to, you've got to do it it's all well and good saying it yeah um, and that's it like for, for me like I haven't been say a coach as long as you do you know what I mean but I'm always trying to like it's that empathy side of things do you know what I mean if someone knows that you've gone through it it's, it's easier to get them on board and understand why you are doing what we're doing yeah and you you understand them as mm. well yeah. that's the other thing so like and as I said at the start of podcast, like Thomas's story is, is, is I said it's one that I think is quite good and I think more people should know it. And if you are looking to become a coach or you're not sure about a gym that you want to join, find out more about the owner, about the coaches there, about who these people are, um, and then then make your decision. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to become a coach, don't worry about the certifications. If you are passionate about your job then it will be a good job. If you're just about the certs, like we said earlier, uh, you're just, you're, you're like, do you know what? The statistics are 80% of all personal trainers quit within the first two years. You know why? Because they thought they wanted to be a personal trainer because they like fitness. Mm. If you like helping people be a personal trainer or a coach, if you like fitness, just do fitness. That's, 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 that's like, that's it. That's, that's yeah. what you need to know. And you made the point on your last one, and uh, you know, on your last podcast with the lads. Yeah. Uh, and it's a big misconception of of being a trainer or a coach in in the fitness industry. Of it, it's a handy job. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. On from the outside looking in, it does look like that. Yeah. It looks like that. You get oh, you get every chance to train. You get everything. And this is unfortunately the, the world of social media as well. That five minutes of of someone's life. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's it's, it's, it's not real. Time, do you know what I mean? Um. And like. I went through a, t- a tough time, and I'm not going to go into it too much detail, but uh, of, of a breakup and stuff like that. But one of the things that got brought up is like that you, you get that. Well, I see you doing your your, your Monday night workouts uh, that we used to do at Pure Gym uh, when the gym closed. Yeah. Like we, we were waiting for the cleaner to finish up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we had a half an hour from half nine to ten o'clock before we all went home. So we always then did a workout. Yeah. So you used the time you had rather than sitting on your ass yeah. on your phone. And that's and I'd always film it. There was a Facebook Live. There was all that, but that half an hour would see people going, "Oh, Tom has the life of Riley there. Yeah, he's yeah, living yeah. it. He's doing this, and he's <clears> he's, he's, get, he's getting everything he wants." They don't see the twelve hours that I've just done in, yeah. of dealing with members that are unhappy, dealing with staff that are unhappy, and um, me banging my head, me crying in an office once because the car parking situation of my gym wasn't good enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because people are shouting and screaming. I mean, people didn't see that side of it because they didn't put it on social media. But they don't because and they think it's a, they, they they forget that like a, a, the person that they're dealing with is a human. Because yeah. if it's a, if it's a business, they feel that they can vent all their all their woes on you. Yeah. 
Um, but the, and I offer that's your job, right? Mm. I get that. But also, it is a human like like when people like we like we've a saying in the gym. It's kind of like we you love your member on the way you love them on the way out as you love them on the way in and it's hard when and that like as you say you get members complaining about like uh like uh, the, the building the programming the hours mm -hmm. the, the pricing the, <coughs> the coaching they complain about like and, and this is a this is these are ongoing things but then when you stand on the floor and you post on facebook you're not going to post that stuff because you're trying to promote what you do and like these yeah. days as i said like as like I go home and like I have to I vent to Susan and as I said Susan listens to me and then she knows all the shit that goes on. Yeah. But um, it's it's a tough yeah. But you need to be if you're not passionate, you won't it won't no. last. It won't work. And that's it. Like and you got like like I'll, I'll always remember this. The guy I'm doing uh, the Compton four weeks with uh, Luke Gauntlet, nice fella, really really good lad, very quiet fella when he first started. Right. Yeah. I remember sitting down and having his interview. His mum was a member of the, of the gym. He went off and did his personal training uh, certs, looking for a job. Now, I saw something in Luke. He was a nice fella, right? And But he had a passion for wanting to help people. He wanted to get into it. Like, do you know what I mean? My assistant manager at the time said, no, don't hire him. Yeah. Uh, he's not good enough. He won't do this. He won't do that. He won't get enough business. He'll be out in that two-year bracket. That, yeah. The thing is, three years later, Luke's done it thriving business still in the same job still doing well got a good like and he's just grown and now that's what but I'm saying about you've seen something in him yeah. like I've seen something in my coaches yeah. like or like like like, I say, like Dave our senior coach like Lee Reen Alex I've, I see something in them that's going to make them they're good coaches already mm. but they're going to get and, and the other thing they're already good they're naturally gifted to be good at what mm. they do and then they're actually only going to get better and that's what I love about it um, yeah. And if they ever go off and do their own thing, I'm I'm supporting them obviously once they tell me yeah. that they're going to do that. Like they don't just jump ship. Like yeah, and I said, you've you know, always no We've always spoken about this. Remember where you came from. Oh yeah. yeah. Remember. Remember who helped you. Remember who helped yeah. you have to squat. Remember who helped you to lunge, how to do a sit up, how to look at stuff, how to coach stuff. Yeah. Like you, it's people are too quick to forget all the work you put in, the extra time and effort and the chats and the conversations. Mm. Uh, and you, that's, that's, that's the thing. And then they, do, and they just they drop it. Like, always remember, I remember my first job. I remember the people that helped me. Mm -hmm. I always remember the people that gave me help and the people that didn't. Um, and I, like, my fitness journey was a lot different to most people's nowadays because I started in a, in a different era um, <laughs> of aerobics and stuff like that. Yeah. But I always still, like, people ask me about, like, one of my former bosses, and I said, that man is a knowledge box. You ask him questions because he was willing to help you. Oh, no, he's a bit tough, he's a bit mean, he's a bit this, he's a bit that. Yeah. I said, that's because you're not doing the job. Do the job, ask him for help when you need it, and he will be your friend for life. And, that's <clears throat> and I have a very, very close relationship with that man uh, still. And today, I will ring him if I need, if I have questions. And you know what? He is always willing to give me five minutes of his time. Yeah. Like, I would give anyone five minutes of my day if they were genuine. And, and that's it. You, you, you're spot on, like with that. Like, do you know what I mean? You've got bosses that you, you still talk to. Like, I, I, the same. I've got people that I have worked for with. Um, you know I mean that I still talk to uh, yeah. for help and support. Um, like whether it be like a director, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, things like that. Whether it be a, a coach or whether it be someone just within sales. And it's it's always I think like a measure a measure for me of a of a good boss or a leader or. I don't like using the word boss because I just think I don't know why it's yeah I prefer to use leader yeah than um, boss yeah and that's it but it's 
like I, I, I get people that work for me, for me and again I don't like using that term but it's 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 just the way it is but uh that worked work for me in in sales that still call me up about references. Yeah. Like from ten ten years ago like saying, Tom can I use you as a reference and that to me stands the test of time. Yes I was I was I was a hard boss, I was strict, I did this, but I always lent my time to support them, to help them, to grow them. Well the other thing, um, a leader isn't there to be your friend. Your le- no. a leader's there to be like, it's like a parent. Like you're not you're not your child's friend, you're the parent. That's why you can't be giving them everything and that's why as a boss or a leader or someone that employs staff yeah. it's you're there they do the job and I'll give you my time yeah. but don't like I'm not I'm not your mate right if we if we if we, we, if, yeah, we if it happens and we have a relationship and a, 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 like that's awesome uh, and that's obviously a, a, a bonus but it's not necessarily at the end of the day you're employed to do a job uh, and if you don't follow the rules like I'm strict on yeah. a lot of things I do because I need work done but ask any of my team uh, have that I have ever refused them time off have I ever refused any request mm. that they've asked about doing anything I will like if, if I have to say no to something I'll give a valid reason for yeah. the reason why yeah, I'm giving no I'm not just doing it to be petty yeah. um, but like so there, there's really good experience like sort of two coaches uh, one, I've been in the industry a long time Thomas is still kind of new to it but like his it, still very like the, the same thing comes across because we communicate uh, the same we put it we put it out there to everyone is that we want to be helping people um, so we're gonna we're gonna flip it now we're gonna talk about CrossFit uh, we're not gonna touchy like subject. touchy subject well, yeah touch like so uh, I know we touched on it earlier but I want to talk about CrossFit I want to talk about where CrossFit's going what it's doing so CrossFit is um, <coughs> like it's it's well, I don't know it's, uh, 10, 12, 13, 13, 14 years, fifteen years old. Um, the last kind of five six years, it's really become uh, become prominent. It's actually starting. I think tech. Uh, I think it's actually starting to decline in regards to affiliations around the world. Uh, the, the the thing for me, what CrossFit did, CrossFit literally made fitness, fitness become cool again. Cool. I, I, I brought it back. I brought I brought that aspect of being in a community. And that to me is what I kind of like when you say CrossFit, I think community. Mm. Now, I'm not as I'm I don't my gym is not associated with CrossFit, but we still like that aspect still of we of have a box and stuff like that, don't you? training, uh, uh, training in groups, supporting people, community. And I love that side of it. And they, they don't like CrossFit doesn't own that, that across the board. But as a company obviously a lot of things have changed at CrossFit they've like sacked a lot of people CEOs resigned a lot of people are talking about what's happening is it going to shut down here's the thing Greg Glassman is <clears throat> firstly he he knew what he was doing from day one he grew something that like literally just took over the world at a point yeah. I don't feel it's there anymore um, I think the community because it got so big the community was a little bit lost um, and that's not just from me, it's from people I talk to. A lot of gyms the affiliate. Greg Glassman has a different mission now, and he's not concerned about you. He's concerned about his business, his business and uh, health and making people healthier. He's not concerned about the, the aspect of it. Is, and that's okay. You know what? It's, it's okay to be like that. It's okay to go a different direction. And I, if I'm going to, I'm sorry to put it over you there, but like, in my opinion, I don't think his, like his mission, I think is still very much the same with what he dealt with at the start. He was always about 
Oh, by the way, health side of things and stuff like that. And CrossFit started in a gym, a global gym. Yeah. It was a personal trainer who wanted to make more money and start training more people in, for in less money. So you end up uh, more people were you, they were paying less. So he, he actually was a personal trainer who trained group, small group training, and made more money. That was literally the philosophy. That startup. Then it just it grew on that. So let's sport, take sport it all back. Good, it? Personal trainers, right? It all came. From, it all stemmed from that. It all stemmed from Globo gyms. It all stemmed from then renting a small space to a warehouse, and that's where it all came from. But like, if you say it all, well, they created the box gym. Well, the Franco's gym was out well before CrossFit, yeah. and he was in in a warehouse and stuff like that. But like, wh like Tom, where, where do you like? You, you like you went to the regionals last year. Well, mm -hmm. the, one of the last regionals actually. The last, the last regional. Yeah. Um, where do you think CrossFit's going? Um, I very much think that the the sport took over massively. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people are like lost on that and what actually CrossFit is yeah. and the sport of CrossFit. I think they're lost. It's so different. Yeah. Do you mean it's so different? The sport of CrossFit's awesome. It's fucking amazing. And being at regionals last year, uh, it was phenomenal. Seeing some of the things that them them, them athletes can do. Is, is brilliant but that's not what CrossFit was founded on it was founded on as you said a personal trainer looking to make more money uh, with a different soil of training and uh, yeah and impacting more yeah. people making people healthier like exactly 50 year old Mary deadlifting weights yeah that's that's the heart and the core of it and that's that's where it needs to, to, to go I personally think what's going to happen now I said this yesterday uh, I've said it now for the last kind of six months as soon as they, they started doing the sanctional events, which I think is a better format in any way. I, yep. I love the regionals, don't get me wrong, but I think the, the sanctional set, set up is much, much stronger. Um, uh, but when that all started to kick in, the the, the, the resignations, the sackings, the, the condensing of the company, uh, I do think CrossFit as a... I don't think it's... Got, it's, it's just going to be the games. It's going to be road games. And I think the CrossFit uh, sport... As a sport, will come away from being a CrossFit. I think there might be even a deaffiliation there in the next five years. Yep. Do you know what I mean? I think don't think the CrossFit name will be on the games anymore. Uh, no, because someone someone's got a mass market. Like you got to think of like the, the Functional Fitness Federation are trying to get into the Olympics. Olympics yeah. If they get into the Olympics for twenty twenty eight, which is their plan, then like guys are gonna then national governing bodies of sport in every country will be like, then pump, putting money into athletes to become Olympians yeah. at Functional Fitness. And I think that's got. And as 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 much as uh, CrossFit, is like, kind of are move, trying to move away from the sport of CrossFit, uh, that's where it's all going to go. And then people are going to join gyms that are affiliated to like Olympians. So yeah, I just think it's going to become. It's. I think it's. Uh, it got to a point where, at its height, I say CrossFit at its like biggest well, would be about two three years ago and I think it's slowly declining mm. the mass de-affiliations I remember being the first one of the first gyms in Ireland to de-affiliate as a CrossFit and then within that year I a bunch of people do I remember talking to a few coaches that were afraid and didn't know what to expect like, uh, I was like oi. if you do a good job like if you if you're going to a gym because it has a CrossFit name on the front of it like if that's the only reason you're going okay that's cool if you love CrossFit but um, realistically there is as much as there is some really good coaches out there, and I have like a, I have a lot of friends that have a lot of uh, that long, uh, have boxes all over the yep. world. There is also an awful lot of shit out there, and that was one of the reasons why I did affiliated because I didn't want to be associated with a bad uh, a bad a bad system. Yeah. I didn't agree with the two day seminar. I didn't agree with the certification. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was very basic. Uh, it was a great weekend, and you did learn. But I don't think that gives someone. 
the, the knowledge to, to work with yeah. people um, because uh, you need to understand an awful lot more about it. Mm. Uh, that's, that's it. Like I've got, I got two friends of mine um, who have just just opened a, a, a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great coaches. Do you know what I mean? But J- James is a CrossFit fan, right? Yes. Brilliant guy, good coach, but but he was a fan of the sport. Do you know what I mean? And he was. He was a fan of the training. He was a PT client of uh, Chris, yeah. uh, who's uh, you you know Chris from the Arc Throwdown. Yeah, Chris big, is a beast. beast. Man's a beast. Awful, unbelievable athlete. And but again, do you mean? But they they gone. I asked them why he went down the CrossFit route. Why didn't he not just got, call it Box Made? Which yeah. is uh, if you're in Shepparton in the UK, go to it. Cracking Cracking Box, uh, good community. Uh, Did not people. get endorsed to say that. No, I didn't. Way. Sorry, but uh, it, it is. But the thing is. They've got the right idea, but the, the only reason they're paying the affiliation fees is to get on the map at the yeah. moment. Do you know what I mean? Because and most people, 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 most, most people do that. They get yeah. on the map. Yeah. And that's it. It's get onto the map because when people are looking for CrossFit, because it's that brand and that yeah, title, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where they're going to go to. Do you know what I mean? They're going to type in CrossFit and they're going to see that one. Yeah. And that's what the affiliate affiliation fees are all about. I don't think you get enough support from them. I'm not knocking CrossFit, but there's a lot of things that. You get no support from CrossFit. No. Let's be honest. You know I was mean? a CrossFit affiliate. Yeah. I know. You get and nothing. You, but the two-day course, I think I do think. Again, I've been on it. You've been on it, and you personally, really if you if you want to open a CrossFit, my honest opinion, you, you want to be you, level you, three. You, you should have coach. to be. You have to do all all like three, four certs. I yeah. think there should be a constant education, and then there should be some business mentoring because you're letting people open up companies and literally quit their jobs and open up businesses, and then they get lost. There was five people on my uh, course. Right, there was twenty-two of us there, and five of them were not even there. As, as personal trainers or business they were there because they wanted to open a box because they had yeah. the money to do so now I'm not like again because I was a big person I don't think aesthetics in, in, in trainers as you said and I'll come back to a point that we were going on a minute ago like these guys were not in shape yeah. do you know what I mean uh, had, had, were members of boxes do you know what I mean had a bit of money behind I, them. I love, I love that one because you train at one. You think you should open one? Yeah. yeah, no. And that's that's where they were going with. Do you know what I mean that's what it was? It was a great two day. You learn a lot of stuff. Then, like the things like coaching someone with a, P, with a PVC pipe before they let them on loose on certain things, showing them how to do that properly and the yeah. certain things that you do. But then, do you know what? It's, it's, it's it, that doesn't. That's no right to open a business no. in my head. It's not. No. Do you know what I mean? Even I like everyone's free to do their own thing, but I just think that. If you're gonna try and help people and you, you you're only helping them because you think it's something different, like yeah. you, again, it come, all comes back to are you actually passionate? Like, mm. I'm passionate about what I do. I love what I do. But like, uh, one more thing before we wrap up, because I actually got to go ready and get on my plane. Yeah. Um, the CrossFit Games, right? Here's my point in the CrossFit Games. A lot of people talking about the cut and all that. I thought the CrossFit Games Deadly. this year was actually quite good. And the reason why I thought it was when people got cut, there was all the people, oh, the cut was, they got cut only running and they didn't get to do proper CrossFit. I said, the definition of CrossFit, as far as I'm aware, is... Uh, Any, uh, anything goes. <laughs> yeah. Anything goes. Yeah. What's the, it's the actual terminology? There's a, I used to know broad-based functional movement performed yeah. over time. high intensity. So I used to know it off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, running is part of fitness. So uh, you got the people got cut. And here's the thing, right? If the last ten people on the day were random people that no one knew, then I'd be like, okay, maybe they made a mistake. But the person that won it the last three years in a row, and the girl that won it the last two years in a row, won it again. That means it was nothing to do with the cut. Is you were not good enough. And I'm not like these athletes are phenomenal athletes. 
They got cut because they weren't good at a certain thing. They weren't good enough to get there. And the best in the world were still good enough to get there, get through, and win. So I actually thought the CrossFit Games this year was actually very, very fun. It was, uh, it was entertaining. My favourite. I, I, it was my favourite. And like you said, I don't think, and I think in a couple of years, uh, just another company is just going to run a bigger competition and it just won't be called CrossFit. And I honestly uh, think, I personally think Rogue's going to come in and, <coughs> and, and do it. The Rogue Invitational, for me, was the best sanction last year. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt. Uh, and the prize money, someone's going to offer more prize money than the Games. Yeah. And then that's going to be, and that's gonna be the number one company here. Because at the end of the day, when you're a high-end athlete, you want to make money. If you want to make it life, you're going to go to the, 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 the people that are going to give you the most money. And Yeah, and that's it. And if you look at, like, uh, I'll come a couple of points, but what are you saying? You look at James Newbury this year. Uh, yeah. James, James Newbury knew, once he got in that top 10, he was golden, right? He yeah. knew he wasn't going to win it, right? However, he went out one of them workouts and blasted it ah, he, and yeah, yeah. those two sprints and he blasted it but he said why did you do that and he goes well I knew what, when that, that workout got announced he knew he could win that Yeah, it's three grand to win an event Yeah, do you know what I mean uh, one event so he, was, he sacrificed himself he sacrificed for, money. And yeah. for that money and that's what's going to happen as you said with yeah. the side of things but cherry pick yeah. don't cherry pick their events people won't go to the games because what's the point yeah. if and they know they're not going to win why would you go and waste your time that's the thing Like for me the cuts this year were fine I do think the, the top 10 happened too early I think it yeah. probably should have happened <coughs> a little bit later. Uh, dropped. I think it should have had twenty, and I think ten should have went into Sunday rather than happening on a Saturday. Yeah, that's my only beef with it. I think that was a bit too early. Uh, we did lose a lot of people, but you're right; they weren't good enough to to that's move it. forward. And that's that's the, the end that's of sport. That, that's what that's shit. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. Um, first year of how it's done, they made the mistakes. They'll fix them. Yeah. they'll redo stuff they'll do that and they won't do this anymore. oh yeah yeah I'm looking forward to next year I'm looking yeah, forward to seeing the sanctionals and stuff like that and the filthy 150 this year in Ireland it's going to yeah. be awesome uh, we, we got, what, that's the thing what, what this year allowed to happen as well like yeah there were people that were going to the games knowing that they're probably going to go on the first day yeah. right however two of our best athletes well our best athletes in Ireland Emma McQuaid we know has been knocking on the regionals door yeah. for, for years and years and probably should have got to the games sooner yeah, uh, and managed to get there this year. Absolutely. And she was what 20, 21st, 22nd. Brilliant. Unbelievable. Michael Smith. Do you know what I mean? Got, got down to the top twenty, didn't he? Yeah, it's. That good. wouldn't have happened if this season wasn't like the way it was. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's what needs to happen. I do think they know what they're doing. I think Glassman knows what he's doing. Uh, I think Castro knows what's happening as well. Yeah. And I do think that yeah. I think, I, I think the functional. I think CrossFit will like the functional fitness will kind of just it's it's growing the sport's growing mm. I just think it's going to go in a different direction uh, I don't think uh, like you said like Greg Glassman has his own views of where he wants to pull his company and he's more than more than knowledgeable it's and entitled health, to health do and nutrition to do that do. which is a health and nutrition and guess what that's what it was founded on people it was founded on health and nutrition it was about making people better it wasn't about the sport and, that's what uh, and he's going back to his roots, and I think I I admire him and applaud him for that. But yeah, like people got lost their jobs, and I, I just that's horrible. But he's following what he he's doing, what he needs to do, and like I'm looking forward to seeing what CrossFit Health is going to do uh, long term. Mm. Um, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, I'm, it's, it's an intriguing journey that they're on. I like watching it. But guys, we're going to wrap up this podcast because yep. it is like this is a long podcast. But as I always said, Thomas, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Never be. Uh, well, Thank you for being on the show. Uh, we got some cool people coming up again. Please like and subscribe. Yeah. Follow us on Podbean and on YouTube and uh, the YouTubes. Uh, this will be an audio on YouTube as well. Um, 
And guys, we'll be back with you next week. Remember, lions don't concern, concern themselves with sheep. Have a good day. And I am out. Nice.